Google your name and they find your stuff. It's really because like, I work in NHS um, and people sometimes just like, well, they'll Google the practice and find the practice manager just to get my email basically. And yeah, a few people have found out I do stand up and then they watch it. And my stand up is not really good, kind of in the office environment stand up. <laughs> so people then watch that and they're like, I have to talk to this guy. It's like, yeah, yeah, sorry. He talked about murdering his nan. <laughs> And he's yeah. taking my nan to the old folks' home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can I leave her with this nan murdering psychopath? <laughs> you should do. You should do a bit about that. That's quite yeah, funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Just develop a thing. Well, welcome once again to Trash Future episode four, and here we are. I'm let's, Riley. Let's I'm just... actually going by my name now. I was going to go by a pseudonym, but fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, YOLO. Uh, <laughs> I. I <laughs> I've, I'm Milo. I've never gone by a pseudonym because there's no one who wants to employ me anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm Dimitri, and yeah, that's that's great. I'm a stand-up. Milo, you're a stand-up as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. Well, you're popular. I do that too. Yeah, I'm, where not? I'm not. No, I'm not popular here or at home. <laughs> I'm not popular with my parents or with uh, with anyone I date. No, I'm popular in, in Russia <laughs> uh, because uh, I ride horses shirtless, <laughs> and you assist in. The electri- electoral processes of other countries. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dude, I do. That's a good niche to have. It is. It is my like. I have a degree in electoral assistance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 what they're calling it. Now. And and like uh, computer forensics. <laughs> Just like always, uh, I've gone onto the stupid internet to find some stupid stuff. You could have just called it on the internet to find some stuff. <laughs> that's pretty uh, much enough. And I, I'm reaching in into my shopping bag of late capitalism, and I'm pulling out uh, yet another terrible thing. I've I've picked a product that fits with uh, my 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 food focus today. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the product is called the Thermomix. Ooh. It's it. Before you ask, it is a kitchen gadget. Okay. But I'm going to ask you, what uh, what functions do you think it does? Uh, bodily or... <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it cools down your tea to a, a good drinking temperature quickly. So it's the opposite of the Tiforia then. It's the anti-tiforia. <laughs> What's the T4? Okay. It was, it was a product we did in the first episode. There's like it's like a it's like a Wi-Fi connected tea maker. Like everything on the show is always Wi-Fi connected. That's like okay. a standard thing now. And uh, we imagine this is Wi-Fi connected. Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite. I think it's something that like uh, it heats things up by mixing them. Like it stirs things with such rapidity that they become hot. I can I can see that being a thing. Uh, not. Not quite. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I really intended for you to get this one because it's so, so insane that so it's... So you're going to be like, to be honest, I don't even really understand what it does. It's, it's basically ungettable. It's, it's a kitchen appliance mm-hmm. uh, and it does like 12 things. Oh, wow. And we didn't get a single one of those 12 things. Well, it, it no. does mix. Uh, okay. It doesn't cool shit down, though, idiot. Does it well, heat stuff up? <laughs> it, it, yeah, does it heat stuff up? It blends... Mixes, steams, weighs, 
emulsifies, grinds, stirs. Wait, hang on. Blend, mix, and emulsify are all the same thing. <laughs> Stir as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the next one. Like, it literally. does 12 yeah. things. The like, Riley, do you know that my dick does seven things? Yeah. Yeah. It next, steams, it boils water. The next it one is whipping. Water up. Yeah, I've got so, a weird dick. So <laughs> whip, whipping is just another version of the other ones. <laughs> so it's, it's actually... And then it does uh, chopping, which is kind of just a, a kind of blending, really. Yeah. But if it, like, literally has, like, a hand with a knife and it, like, yeah. chops stuff up, it's, like, Japanese chef style. That and it be, does you know. controlled heating cooking. Controlled heating. Does it have an uncontrolled heating function? <laughs> where it's like, there's no, there's no temperature control. You just turn it on and it's like, Jesus Christ, this burger's hot. <laughs> like, good God, it's hotter, it's hotter than I thought was possible. Okay, but it, it controls And it's heating. also been whipped and mixed. Uh, cooking and also kneading. Mm. Yeah, so it, it doesn't just do all that for you, but it's also very devoted to you as well. <laughs> it needs oh, you. It loves you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, ne- needing needing with a yeah, K, yeah, which is yeah. again just sort of another form, a variant on mixing. <laughs> <laughs> so, of all the things it does, it's really just basically a combination of variants on, um, you know, mixing, yeah, <laughs> mixing or stirring. <laughs> And then a couple of different variations on blending and a couple of different variations on heating. Yeah, it's basically a KitchenAid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still a better DJ than a lot of people I was at university with. (laughs) Um, Um, Which, I I, I mean, yeah, it's basically a fancy blender. (laughs) It's a fancy blender with a a hot plate. (laughs) Nice. Um, But it's one you can book a demonstration of because it's also kind of pricey. Do they come to your house? Can we order a demonstration right now? (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll get on that immediately. When they say, they they say, why why a demo? They say on the page, uh, it's a unique culinary experience. Right. Yeah, few experiences cost that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I didn't tell you how much it costs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm guessing like if they're gonna fucking demo it for you, it's not cheap. You never, want- never have you heard so many different ways of naming the same process. <laughs> <laughs> it's groundbreaking. Okay. How much do you think the uh, the thermo mix is gonna set you back? I'll, I'll let I'll let Demo have first. You keep on giving me first well, answer. You know, okay, I'm going to go with two grand. Price is right rules. Close without going over. Okay, I I think that's I think that's a bit too high. I'm going to go I'm going to go a thousand. Ooh, you guys are actually in the middle. It's um it's fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. So it's about the same as the T4 here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about the same as the T4 here. It does. Well, it allegedly does more. I'm now thinking, like, how much other, how many blenders you could buy for fourteen hundred dollars? <laughs> like, for fourteen hundred dollars, you could buy a really sick blender, and you could buy like a, a really sick like hob <laughs> um, to do all the frying stuff, and that would literally you could you could get that for like five hundred dollars, and then you would just be left with. You know, nine hundred dollars to spend on <laughs> porn or whatever food, food. To, yeah, yeah to actual food, yeah, actual food. Think things you can put into those. Div- no, no, I want just one thing because I am very, 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 very busy. I want to dump a bunch of raw ingredients into a bucket, then I want to push a button mm. and 
Or maybe maybe it is designed for, you know, us millennials who can't afford to live in anything bigger than a broom cupboard. So you have to, like, condense all of your <laughs> yeah, kitchen yeah. appliances. It's also like a washer-dryer. <laughs> <laughs> it blends your clothes. <laughs> tired, of, tired of owning loads of different shirts? Why not blend them and store them in liquid form? It's very space-efficient. <laughs> the thermal mix is a key element of, being, of getting a spray-on shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, I blend all of my stuff now. <laughs> My sofa was taking up too much space, so I blended it. <laughs> I've put it into a plastic, like, uh, freezer bag, and I sit on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so here's the other thing. Okay. What you do is you dump in a bunch of stuff, right? Okay. And uh, do you know how you, um, y- you actually make it go? You have to An use, app on your phone. You have to use something called a recipe chip. No. What is a recipe chip? We're going to find that out. Well, a thermal mix R, recipe chip. I love that it's brought up a recipe for making chips. <laughs> <laughs> Google must think that you are totally deranged. <laughs> yeah, my, my Google history is trash now. Oh, wow. This is, I, I'm, I'm going deep. I'm going deep into a rabbit hole here. A recipe chip. Viewing and cooking recipes on your thermal yeah. mix is easy with recipe chips, which are a unique innovation. So oh, what, God. just... A recipe on an SD card. That's a very unique innovation. It's uniquely expensive. (laughs) It's unique in the way it enables you to give us all of your money. Simply attach the recipe chip to your thermal mix, R, and you can browse through recipes, access nutritional information on screen, and be guided through the recipe step-by-step with the guided cooking feature. I wish someone could invent a piece of media that would guide me through a recipe (laughs) step-by-step without having to spend $1,400 on, like, what is essentially a very fancy blender. Yeah, no, it would be be insane if someone invented that and then undercut them. (laughs) Maybe maybe something made out of paper. Who really follows recipes anyway? When I cook stuff, I just, like, look at what, like, like, what is there in my fridge? And, like... Ch- chorizo and cheese and Wait, what recipe? half a piece of bread. Like we can make. What that. recipe is a blender gonna follow? <laughs> oh, look at this! We've got all these different ingredients. What should we do? Blend. Yeah. Oh wait! If he added kale to it, what should we do with it? Wait, wait, wait! Not blend. Stir. Yeah. Oh, and now my, there's some paprika in it. Let's knead the fucker. My theory. <laughs> Let's is that knead the fucker. <laughs> I think is the line of the episode. My theory is that the thermomix. Uh, definitely likes to assume a lot of things are smoothies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're trying to make a loaf of bread and you just end up with a bread smoothie. <laughs> just a yeast, a wheatgrass <laughs> shot. Yes. Drink it. Drink the loaf. It's better for you that way. It's good for the colon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good. I, actually, I can't wait to spend fourteen hundred dollars on a fancy blender that will allegedly make all my recipe books obsolete. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, most of those smug recipe books, I would like to blend them. <laughs> oh, here, here's another thing. Uh, this is a, a Thermomix recipe chip uh, site, right? Uh, this, and it says, the, the vegetarian recipe chip uh, TM5. And it, it, it helps you make sort of a, a few... Few of these. Does it does it make does what, it take regular recipe? recipes and make them vegetarian yeah. by just removing? What does the, the recipe chip actually do? It's the setting of the speed of the blend. It's basically it's basically a, no, it's like a like a like a cookbook, but um, this one it, it costs fifty pounds per chip. I, I think a chip might have like uh, you know a few a few recipes in it, but yeah, basically every time you want to expand your cooking repertoire, you can't just invent something. You have to. Buy a 50-pound recipe chip. 
to blend shit. Yeah, more or less. Well, no, to wow. blend shit and occasionally heat it. Is it bad that this is only episode four of the podcast and I'm already so jaded by this shit? <laughs> I'm like, well, of course. Of course you have to buy a 50-pound recipe chip. That's not even surprising to me. Like, that I'm sort of, I'm, I'm getting like Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, of course. Oh, well, why shouldn't you have to spend a load of money? Oh, man, I just, I keep going through this website and it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking cesspit. You're listening to the Thermomix episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... Do you know that um, if you can't, if you if you can't summon the fourteen hundred fourteen hundred bucks, yeah, okay, which I definitely can't. No, um, the Thermomix company they got gotcha. you. Oh, you can oh, buy it on credit. What is the representative APR on that <laughs> shit? Uh, uh, well, this is the Australian site because that's just where my Google took me. Um, minimum monthly payment of eighty dollars. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 20% per year. Uh, oh, and there's an establishment fee and a monthly account service fee as well. Of course. Nice. To be fair, if you can't afford to buy the damn thing out, right, you can't afford to use it because you won't be able to afford the recipe cartridges anyway. <laughs> that's actually, that's, actually that's, a very, that's a very cunning analysis <laughs> of this. It's going to cost you like, like 100 and, In Australia, it would cost you $180 a month. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, and that's wow. the thermal mix only. That's that's no recipes, nothing. That's just hundred oh, yes. bucks. Um, and then if you want to actually use it, you have to buy <laughs> recipe chips, and you don't even have food yet. <laughs> so like you spent broke. all your food money on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so all you have left to all you have now all you have left to cook is your useless old cookbook. <laughs> Blend and knead, yeah. my friend. But you don't have the recipe chip for the you old cookbooks. No, so that, that <laughs> costs that costs another fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sitting there uselessly. Yeah. Who I love how like, at the start of the podcast we were oh we God. were briefing. Okay. You, you know what yeah. you know one of the um uh, advert like like features of the Thermomix they list on their uh, website. Mm. Okay, save money. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a bit tricky. How yeah. like how like how much money are these idiots spaffing on a regular basis that you could save money on the Thermomix? God, I was only buying I was only buying all of my food like embroidered in gold before, but since using the Thermomix, I've realized that that's not like I was I was spending. $4,000 a month on recipe books. Well, no, <laughs> but so, so now... You go from having a cook come to your house every day and cook for you to having an automated robot do it for you. You know that would literally be cheaper than buying a thermomix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could totally pay someone minimum wage to cook all of your shit and it would cost you less than a thermomix. Fucking Christ. And it'd have more recipes available. Yeah, because that, that's the yeah. great thing about the human mind is it has, with uh, the addition of some, a pencil and paper, it has an almost infinitely expandable capacity <laughs> for recipes. Oh, true. you know, if you have a Thermomix, the saddest thing is when on your birthday you get like two recipe chips from your family. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, the, the, the saddest no, like, yeah, the, the, I actually sold that thing because I couldn't afford food. <laughs> <laughs> now all I have to eat are these recipe chips. Yeah. These aren't as good as normal chips. Not as good, but still fine with a bit of salt. <laughs> that would be that would be that would be peak late capitalism. Like people turn to eating their recipe chips due to a complete lack of food because we left the European Union. Yeah. Imagine when your family's like, "We know you love that that blended cake. That's why we got the oh, recipe yeah. chip for you, so you can have that blended cake slightly tepid every single week." 
I only do drinkable cake now. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best cake. No, I, I, for, I, I can't wait until like, like drinkable cake becomes a thing and then time out like makes a, uh, makes a day where you can have a sushi and drinkable cake <laughs> tasting on yet another dumb, pointless <laughs> rooftop. <laughs> Riley's in the pocket of big drinkable cake. <laughs> Fucking hate time out. Honestly. I love how we've reinvented yeah. milkshakes. Ah, Chunky yeah. milkshakes. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. well. Shit, maybe we should get a thorough mix and take the chunky milkshake world by storm. We can hack our no, recipe. No, no, not jet. milkshake, drinkable cake. Hell yes. This could be like I no. You, you see, you joke, but like people <laughs> would literally <laughs> fucking buy that. Like you could, uh, you could open a series of like call them pop ups in in sort of Dalston, Brixton. Be like, yeah, it's a new thing. Drinkable oh yeah, cake. go to one of those Sunday markets to sell them for a ten a pop. <laughs> Just literally yeah. buy some Tesco muffins. Yeah, and a blender. <laughs> Can we actually do this as an experiment? Sugar-free drinkable cake and it's just drinkable bread. <laughs> I know what I'm doing with my weekend. But in the meantime... case i'm just gonna read the, the the first bit of this headline and you're gonna have to fill in what you think it is okay uh, mcdonald's just rolled out burgers with millennials favorite ingredient <laughs> is it is it universal basic income <laughs> 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 they're, they're putting that in burgers now <laughs> millennials oh man that's quite amazing it has to be something like super you know, nice and good, like grass. <laughs> grass. Wheat, wheat grass. Wheat grass. Millennials are bovine. Yeah, yeah of course, because right, anything else hurts the environment. Mm. Yeah. Millennials yeah. actually have four stomachs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Millennials actually regurgitate uh, and rechew things they've previously I, eaten. I, I, I think if, if you look at the news for long enough, millennials are nature's greatest predator. Yeah, uh, and also nature's greatest prey. <laughs> They're both like whimpering babies and like un, like unyielding predators. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's weird. That's like um, that's that's like almost like a Slavoj Žižek thing, right? Where we 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 take the other and we sorry, do you mean Slavoj Žižek? We take the other and we impute it with contradictory qualities of everything we hate and fear. I, I told you coward millennials think because they're idiots. <laughs> so that is also something that he would say. Yeah. I think probably something he has said. Yeah. We're just like, we're, just like, we're trying to get the Slavoj Žižek crowd on board now. <laughs> he is half our audience. Um, well, I mean, it's obviously going to be avocado, isn't it? You'd think it was. I thought it was going to be when I, okay. when I clicked on this. <laughs> was when it, I, reg- I was deliberate. Tofu. When I regretful, no, nah, millennials don't like tofu. That's like an '80s wine mom thing. Dude, mm. I like tofu. <laughs> how does I'm the '80s? I'm an '80s wine mom. <laughs> wine. How does how does a mom differ from a wine mom? <laughs> My mom is totally a wine mom. Um, My mom doesn't drink very much, but she also has a very low alcohol tolerance. So I think it kind of balances out. Like my mom could literally get wasted, like white girl wasted, on one glass of wine. Oh, that's. Uh, I, that, that's fun for her. So she'd be a wine mom after like a Monopoly thimble. So my mom every night drinks, I would say, about a third of, of what we would call a standard pour yourself glass of wine. My mom drinks like a pub glass of wine every night, like like a, like a 175 mil, you know, not even a 250. Wait, every night and her tolerance doesn't increase. 
No. Well, I think she drinks so little every night that if she then drinks, if she drinks like twice what she normally drinks, like she's just like, <laughs> she, she gets a bit what like. Fighting. We did. Wait, me and my me and my dad once fed my mum like a, a really strong snowball, like of uh, that that cocktail that's made out of uh, Advocara oh, lemonade. I thought you were talking literally <laughs> about like like a snowball full. Like you once made your mom eat a snowball full of rocks. Yeah. Like hi, this is Jackass. Me and my dad, and we're gonna make my mom eat a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> Susan has no idea what's about to happen. Uh, okay. Uh, McDonald's has rolled out burgers featuring kale. Mm. I was close with wheatgrass. That oh. was very close with wheatgrass, but wheatgrass is more close. of a smoothie. That'd be like if McDonald's yeah. soda fountains then came with like is, a wheatgrass smoothie. Is kale <laughs> that millennial or is it just something that like Instagram food bloggers love? But they're often like in their forties. It's like these like these like women who look like pterodactyls who are in their forties who are like, drink kale and you can look as good as me. <laughs> you do you want to look this goddamn sinewy? It's like, damn, that woman's got a lot of sinew. <laughs> we better drink more kale. <laughs> it looks like if you you try if you tried to like 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 cook and eat her, you could only make a soup at best. <laughs> a beast. <laughs> I made a I've made a thin beast from all the Instagram bloggers that I follow. <laughs> and I'm dipping like sourdough kale bread into it. <laughs> well, um, look, you know, in like 20 years when or even less for Britain cuz Britain's going to go food insecure in 2 years because of Brexit. Maybe we can you know, <laughs> food insecure. Food insecure, yeah. Where Britain becomes like really paranoid about its food and whether it's uh, good enough. Yeah, and I think you underestimate the number of things you can deep fry. Uh, I, I was reading this the other day, like, like because our our food is so incredibly dependent on imports from the EU, mm-hmm. uh, and in the increasingly likely event that we leave the EU without a, an agreement, which is great. Um, yeah, <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are, uh, yeah, we're we can't account for like fifty percent of the food that we that we would need domestically. Uh, we would need to continue importing it, which means that, like, mostly we're not going to be able to eat. Like, we'd be lucky to get a kale burger at McDonald's. Oh, damn it. Which means we should have to get really creative and Scottish about deep frying. Yeah, I mean, I love I love how, like, basically the whole leaving the EU thing is just, like, when you're, when you're like, 19 and your parents annoyed you one time and you're like, it's fine, I'm going to leave home, I don't need you, and then you leave and you're like, oh, God, I have no money, I can't, I can't pay rent, I don't, I don't know I, I don't know what a job is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast. The EU is going to find us, like, crying, sitting in the doorway of a Burger King, <laughs> like, being like, it's okay, you can come home. <laughs> Although, uh, you see that, um, fuck, what did uh, and Andrea Ledson today? Um, oh, did Jane Austen, one of our greatest <laughs> living authors. <laughs> like, like, okay, when, when Donald Trump said that Frederick Douglass is a thinker who's being recognized more and more, like, we know he meant the same thing. Like, he, yeah. he was insinuating that Frederick Douglass was alive, but there was plausible deniability, because maybe he could have been saying, well, Frederick Douglass, like... He, he's getting noticed more and more. He's like Van Gogh. Like yeah. he be, he's, he's only becoming recognized as a great but artist after his death. Andrea Ledsom had to say living. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, do you think by extension, like Andrea Ledsom thinks that Jane Austen is just a really eccentric dresser? <laughs> just like, to be honest, though, she could lay off with all those bonnets and bustle skirts. Like, you know, come on, come on, Jane. 
I'd love to see her go on like Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Austen is like, uh, Claudio is trying to remove Jane Austen's nine petticoats. <laughs> But Jane Austen's not having it without a dowry. <laughs> She's wearing a whalebone girdle, <laughs> and it's padlocked tight shut. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so back to that kale burger thing. Um, apparently, okay, this is coming hotter. This isn't the first kale product they've ever done. They did Ooh. a kale salad. Uh, Wait, with- sorry, you said kale burger. It's a burger with kale on it. Okay, cool, yeah. Okay, yeah, not, not a kale Because I was like, if they went kale burger, that's gangster. Yeah, that yeah. would be an extreme rebranding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, McDonald's goes full vegan, like, just on literally overnight. Yeah, it turns on the spot. That would be crazy. That would actually be excellent. And then they start teaching it in, like, Harvard Business School as one of, like, the great, the great like, dis- market disruptive moves. <laughs> and then McDonald's became even bigger. You know, their first... Um, their, fir- their first uh, kale-based item was a salad, a kale salad, that was 730 calories. 730 calories? Yeah. That's a lot of calories. That's, it's just swimming in mayonnaise. I, I have no idea. It's a leaf of kale swimming in mayonnaise. That's what you do. I can imagine that, yeah. It's like, it's like deep-fried kale in mayonnaise. That, that 730 calories is an impossible amount of calories for a salad unless it that's is... Like, that's like two Big Macs. It's mainly yeah. just... It must mainly just be mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. just mayonnaise. Why? Do, like, With who, a side of kale. Who would even <laughs> want mayonnaise on kale? Who goes into McDonald's and gets kale? Who goes into McDonald's and gets a salad? Like, who are those people? Why also is it a huge news story that they're using a different type of leafy green in their fucking filling? Oh, I mean, obviously, it's just because, like... It's it's more of this, uh, you know, millennials are killing X Y Z fodder, like more in the, in the sort of millennial police blotter of what we're murdering next. And millennials murdering... are killing kale by eating it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're killing kale by eating it and killing like like traditional burgers by mm, no thank you. It has to be more quinoa or whatever. But that's also just because all of these companies are like you know run by people who own property and are like you know a million years old. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, they were, that's they're in the pocket of big kale. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Like, what happened was like the the some like the fucking zombie, whoever it is, who's like you know doing product development in McDonald's. Like, they have a daughter who's like at Oberlin or whatever, who's you know a protest vegan, <laughs> who like came back home and was like, and was like, I want dinner, and it, like like just starts making some like you know some kind of non McDonald's like nice meat food. Like, no, I'm vegan now. I'm a vegan. I want kale. Everyone's eating kale. And you're, then you're, you're totally doing the Louis C.K. like uh, yeah, that's the that's voice. That's... Like this is the only voice I can do. And my yeah. God, it's like so stupid. No, guys, that's my British accent. <laughs> what, how, you've lived in Britain for a long time. How how do you know the people of this country I so bad? I don't listen. The, the accent that you were doing for kids is obviously quite easily recognizable, and it's only come about from exactly the time when. Uh, it became illegal to hit your children. <laughs> I think there's a direct correlation. <laughs> Wait, man. If, if I spoke to my parents like that, I would get slapped. Kids before demand. were like, excuse me, mother. <laughs> Might I have a moment of your time? There's a serious mess that requires your attention. Now they're like, I want kale. <laughs> All the cool kids have kale fidget spinners. Which, which and the thing is, that's, that's fine.
just found out I'm a millennial. Yay! That's a great. That's a great cold open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. <laughs> How does it feel to be a millennial? Uh, I always wanted to know what generation I was, what letter, and apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, oh yeah, I'm not a millennial because um, I was born in the Soviet Union, which basically means I was probably born twenty years earlier than the mm. rest of you lot. It still has not been millennium. In yeah, 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 it literally <laughs> hasn't. If, if you've been to the Soviet Union before it collapsed, now nah, I'm, I'm like, I do find it in the Western world that I am like a generation older than a lot of people my age. Um, mm. He still beats disobedient <laughs> children on the street. No, I, I still remember black and white television and like, stuff like that. And yeah, like beating, like, you know, my, my, my friends, they're uh-huh. like, oh, my, my parents would never beat me. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's normal. And literally just a generation behind. Dude, I yeah. remember when the first McDonald's opened, it was a big thing in Russia, in Moscow. People were like, wow, the McDonald's is open in Red Square. Yeah, there was like a two mile long queue. Yeah, it was a thing. Can yeah. you imagine growing up in a country where Wait, McDonald's opened? How old were you when that happened? Oh, I don't remember how old I was, but I was like... Uh, Did you go? 10. Huh? No, 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 dude, oh. no. I couldn't afford to go to McDonald's. It's a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And, and, and here they are, profaning their memory <laughs> yeah, by yeah, yeah. releasing fucking kale salads. Yeah. Like, like, like everyone in the Red Square would just be... The <laughs> <laughs> kids in Kharkiv who are like, what the fuck, McDonald's? <laughs> right, his girlfriend, once again, proving that she exists. <laughs> a new episode of this every week. <laughs> <laughs> Riley continues to have a girlfriend until we find out how he's d- constructing this illusion. <laughs> but it is—it's very realistic. Uh, all right. So you know what's an interesting thing that happened in 1850? Did you say the only interesting? No, thing? I'm sure a couple things happened. No, yeah. there was one interesting thing that happened in. 1850. Are we talk- talking about technological developments? No, no. that's a leading. Uh, qu- it's a leading question. You're not supposed to get it. Charles Dickens oh. got a hand job. Maybe. How old was he in 1850? Was it a crime? Who knows? From William Gladstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. There was this guy in Philadelphia, John Wanaker, who wanted to establish, quote, new, fair, and agreeable relations between the buyer and the seller uh, by inventing the price tag. So, you know, ah. instead of you walk in and, you know, you in, into an 1850s Philadelphia shop and, you know, take your dick out and slap it on the table, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you say, woof. Your bread just got pricier. It's like how much bread you got was measured by the length of your dick. You paid in <laughs> dick lengths. So like you would send the member of your family who had the biggest dick to go and buy the bread because it would be more economic that way. But, but by inventing the price tag, the bread costs the same for everyone all the time, which is hmm. basically fair. Basically yeah. is fairness. Yeah. Um, we've decided we want to invent that away, apparently. Ah, uh, which that's is fun. Good. Yeah. I can imagine only for purely altruistic reasons. No, of, of course, course, of course. Um, and uh, this is this, the, the, the company that's now sort of pioneering the surge pricing of food. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Uber <Okay>. Eats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Uber Eats, yeah. yeah right. Except, except in, in, in shops, in grocery stores. Are they, are they still going to have the price tag there, like a, a digital price tag that pops up Presu- or I'm, goes up? Presumably. I mean, at that point, they might as well just have like a digital price tag plus like a yeah. little trap door with a boxing gloves that comes out and hits you with <laughs> the hat. Uh-huh. But what, what the quote was to, to justify, you know. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask, what's the justification? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the CEO is saying, um, if you have enough data, you can get closer to the ideal of giving your customers what they want at the time they want it more expensive food 
apparently. Which is what people want. Yeah. People are always like, this food is so cheap. What the, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? I'm tired of this cheap food. Yeah. You know, when I eat at just normal human meal times that haven't been, you know, disrupted by people seeking innovation, like, I don't know, fucking lunch, then <laughs> I, I, I don't consider it a value add if it costs extra because of the service they're doing me of giving me a fucking sandwich at noon. <laughs> it's like just this whole thing is so bad but it reminds me of uh my a friend of mine at university who like there was this, he was mates with well not mates with but he just knew this dude in his college who was like a conspiracy theorist and was convinced that anyone who'd been to a private school was from some like insane aristocratic family well and so <laughs> my friend <laughs> my friend who had been to a private school but was not at all from a wealthy aristocratic family managed to convince this guy that his his family's like vast inherited wealth which he like jokingly admitted to having was all because his great 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 grandfather Sir Wilberforce I'm not going to say what his surname was uh, invented lunch <laughs> <laughs> and now and now everyone in the country pays a lunch tax to their family <laughs> Um, which is which is part of council tax, <laughs> and so really, what we have is life imitating art. Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean that that now seems to be a new thing. Yeah, that now is, that, biz, that bizarre prank your friend played is now literally a thing. This guy actually believed it as well. Like he was totally like, "Did you did you hear that? Like this guy's family invented lunch, and that's where they got all their money from." Like. Like before, yeah. before that, if you want if you wanted to eat like around noon, you like like pick up yeah. a, a piece of bread, and then like a stern nun would just thwack you in yeah. the fingers of the ruler. He also claimed that it, like he'd named it lunch after his uh, his favorite uh, like surf farm hand, who happened to be called <laughs> Luncheon. <laughs> Isn't Cambridge supposed to be a quite clever school? Well, you know, it's like anything. There are stupid people there. <laughs> I would say most people at Cambridge were actively stupid, as far as I could tell. Ah, oh, so I don't, I don't, I feel fundamentally uncomfortable with the idea of someone like, you know, who wants to sell me a sandwich, kind of knowing what sandwiches I'm buying and when. Yeah, I like the idea that it could be like peak food like surge pricing where like people who are thrifty will start buying the food at like really weird times of day or the food that like no one wants it's like there's like a there's like really unpopular food like like uh sweat flavored crisps people are like i'm a i'm a clever consumer i'm buying sweat flavored crisps at like 11 15 p.m well that's just that that gets this weird thing that this weird element uh, of consumerism where people will just go to obscene, self-effacing, just desperate lengths to get, like, 20 pence off of, like, a, a roll of tissue. Yeah. Where, like, like this, this, like, extreme... It's extreme couponing, right? People will devote their entire lives to just sort of becoming more efficient consumers as though they've gotten something over on the system. I think it shouldn't be allowed to be called extreme couponing unless you're doing it in an extreme scenario. I think like the amount you're couponing doesn't make it... If you're like abseiling down a cliff while doing coupons, that is extreme couponing. If you like, if you like swing on a fast rope through the window of Walmart and cra like crashing through a plate glass window to present your coupons, that is extreme couponing. Anything else, anything less I will not accept. I, I think that if you use a, a coupon on the first three dates that's extreme couponing 
Ah, that's yeah. For me, I thought you meant for a minute the first three dates that the coupon is valid. I was no, like, no, that's no, not, no, no, doesn't sound that extreme. <laughs> that, sounds uh, like, that sounds downright sensible. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like the way a coupon is supposed to be used. It's 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 just it seems like all of these like have turned us into like just these weird zombies who and we think we're somehow winning when we're like sort of grimacing through a bag of like sweat flavored crisps or like like a like an all alfalfa sandwich. Because bless you again. Bless you, man. Thank you. Because it's like we're eating at three and we're late. Starving. Capitalism makes me sneeze. Ugh, yeah, I'm allergic. And oh god, it's just it's so dumb. It's so profoundly stupid. I always think it's fucked up that like the tube costs more at rush hour because like it is enough of an incentive not to get on the tube at rush hour that it's like there are everyone is getting the tube. Like if you ever got on the tube at rush hour, it's like unpleasant as fuck. Yep. Like I like I resent paying more for it. Like because <laughs> well, especially like people who go to work, like they have no choice but to get the tube at rush hour. So you're just like punishing them for like having a job. And I'm saying it's dystopian as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we'll find is that everything that goes into this, every extra penny that's made won't like how on earth does that deliver any kind of better ex- experience for customers other than just finding another way to like where 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 one powerful player can just find like a new heretofore undiscovered orifice on the customers that it can fuck you can totally <laughs> find some neoliberal who will like write into the to the newspaper about this and be like it's great because this way, uh, like, I've now discovered that I actually really like going to the supermarket at 2.30 instead of at 1. <laughs> it's like, it's so much more ease of use accessible, you know, and I'm like, it's yeah, a, totally valid. It rewards the savvy consumer. What's wrong with that? If all these slobs stop going, like, with the herd and getting their sandwich at 1 p.m. like everyone else, they can benefit from all the, like, top things like me. Like, I, I love waiting until 2.30 to get my lunch because the constant gnawing pain in my stomach helped me become reach my dream of becoming a model. Go capitalism. Yeah. Well, the one thing it might do, to be fair, is uh, fucking sink the thermomix because finally people will have a way to spend way too much money on food <laughs> <laughs> without having to buy, like, ancillary technology. And you tell me you don't want a blended sandwich. Well, well, maybe I do want a blended sandwich, like a drinkable. Can we just start a whole restaurant where everything is drinkable? It's like drinkable sandwich followed by drinkable cake, <laughs> and like, and it's all and it's all surge priced. <laughs> This isn't really even the podcast anyway. This is just the cold open. Yeah. So, you know. We do we do a bit of a chat sort of into the mic, and then at some point we kind of start like in the middle of a sentence to give it that edgy hip story. Ah, uh, that whole so, game. Yeah. We're not actually like, even recording right now. We're just going yeah. ahead and talking into the mic. Yeah, at some point enough. I will hit record. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to know when. Well, I'm going to see you lean over to the laptop and be like, bang. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows when I'm actually yeah. going to do it? Who knows what sentence you could be in the middle of at that point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so be fucking careful. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to try to make me sound racist again? <laughs> All right. So, Dima, you got an idea for us today? Yeah, man. I, and it's actually the one that's come out from the conversation today. I think we, uh, in partnership with the podcast, should open up a uh, uh, Thermomix restaurant. Okay. So, you see, first of all, we won't have a problem with workers trying to unionize because we don't need chefs. We'll just have like a battery of Thermomixers. It's fully automated. It's fully we'll automated. automated away the working class. 
Exactly. I like it already. <laughs> but of course, we'll pay a universal basic income to, to everyone in the entirety yeah. of the country. And we will allow the blenders to unionize. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't that just mean we're going to network them yeah, yeah. <laughs> on yeah, Wi Fi? Yeah, 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 they're going to be on the same power cord. That's it. Are you using a blender without Wi-Fi connectivity, <laughs> Riley? <laughs> call, call yourself a millennial. For Jesus. <laughs> so we're going to give power to the blenders. Yeah, yeah we're going to power the blenders. Well, otherwise, they don't work. <laughs> uh, mm. the, the key in everything is that this is... I'm a genius. Uh, <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> that, is that yeah, the key? Yeah, that's yeah, the key. Yeah, exactly. So you know how you have bring your own um, drinks, restaurants? Uh-huh. People okay. can bring their own food. <laughs> in a bag and we just take it into the kitchen <laughs> air quotes <laughs> and then it'll we be called like the blenderatorium or something <laughs> yeah. like and then, and then we just you know we have the special chips that allow us to um, cook whatever food it is that they've brought in uh-huh. in, in yeah. assortment and so, we so for a cold what do we what do we think what's a what's an example of a cold starter <laughs> like a nice cold starter well, it's the thing it's down to the individual what <laughs> they want to bring with them yeah <laughs> Roadkill. Uh, Just ev- everything is a... G- also, ultimately, yeah. really, every starter is a gazpacho. Yeah, effectively, yeah. we don't use the heating function in the Thermomix. And okay. That's it. And, and we allow the, the customers to bring... See, we're the ultimate, like... People can have exactly what they want. How many times have you been to a restaurant and wanted dumplings, but they just didn't have the blended dumplings you wanted? <laughs> exactly. every, since I've never been to a restaurant with blended dumplings, literally every time. Exactly. <laughs> every See, time I go to a restaurant, I'm like, can I have a shot of dumplings, please? And they're like, what do you mean? No, I, 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 I found I'm like recently I'm walking into like a, like a really nice pizza place. Got my like fingers crossed. I'm like, okay, come on. Blended dumplings, blended dumplings. And inevitably just... Fuck. Yeah, exactly. All they have is fucking pizza. That's We've the got that's blended the pizza if you want that. No, no, it's not the same. So I, I, I'm like, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Now, what are what are we charging? Oh, no, here, here's the thing. We can do again. We can incorporate surge pricing, but instead of it de- being dependent on time, it's completely dependent upon what the people are wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I totally approve of this. I, clothing fascism is like one of my favorite, uh, you know, extracurricular pursuits. Yeah. See, okay. What's what's our dress code? Uh, well, no, no, we we don't have a dress code. Mm. We just you know we evaluate what people are wearing, and we can see if we can see that they have way too much disposable income, the pricing goes up. So, so wh- if they're wearing um, <laughs> palace, <laughs> yeah, the the pricing surges because clearly. Um, they they have disposable income. Joke's on you, idiot. I'm broke. <laughs> broke is broke as fuck. Man, that's some broke <laughs> shit. Yeah, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, as fuck works, yeah. Okay, nice. excellent. So I, I'm, I'm also, my vision for this is uh, all white kitchen, and there's a glass... Uh, there's a glass uh, pane, so you can see in. And, uh, and, and it's not a chef. It's a, a food technician. Perfect. The, yeah, re- yeah, the yeah. real like sandwich. A, a blendista. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, that, that sounds great. I, I'm perfect. You look, you look through the window and you just it's like everything is pristine and like super modern and the waitresses all have iPads and they're like, what can I do for you today? But then in the, through the window you just see Dima fucking like cramming raw chickens into a blender using a broom <laughs> handle. <laughs> it's like blood splattering all over the walls. <laughs> He's like, that way, sucker. And it's like the, you know. Um, All right, cool. I think I want to invest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for that reason, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, for, for 25% of your company, I'm prepared to offer five pounds. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, all we'd really need is 
we really need is like one um one thermomix, so we need fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And then like uh, if you get a lot of customers coming at once. Yeah. yeah, we we can get it on credit. So really, we don't. There's nothing stopping us from starting this business right now. Yeah, we we just need a, a little tiny van that we can put the thermomix in the back of, and we can go to all the um, festivals Sunday markets and, stu- and festivals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. I mean, we're being facetious right now, but we could actually do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a this would this would actually make a profit. I'm pretty sure. I if it if it did, I I I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't want to live in I'd, the world. I'd put, I'd, <laughs> I'd put myself through the thermomix if it made a profit. <laughs> you wouldn't rather, like, you would rather like not be sure of how dumb people are. Like, you suspect that people are this dumb, but you'd rather never find out for certain. Like, that's like the level of like nihilism that you're at. Oh God, how many layers of nihilism are you on? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a new BuzzFeed <laughs> quiz from the Trash Future from the Garbage Men. <laughs> It, 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 the question is just is just is just Dima standing there with like a a glass of hot blended chicken, <laughs> and is do you want this? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> you click no. You have to try again. Y slash N. ASL. ASL blended chicken back of a van. Yeah, blended chicken back of a van. Ask me anything. Have you heard anything about our 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 favorite listener? Our spirit animal, Steven Seagal. Well, I've got a, I've got another Steven Seagal fact of the week for you this week. Oh, excellent! Um, this is one of my favorite ones so far, actually. Um, uh, this is <laughs> this is what, straight from the Wikipedia page. Uh, in 1997, Steven Seagal began. Now, this uh, working closely, which is an in inverted commas for some reason, <laughs> like, with Young Living, as though he was like fucking them or something, and that's like their way of euphemistically getting around it. With Young Living on a line of <laughs> again in inverted commas therapeutic oil products. <laughs> Who's Young Living? I don't know. I mean, I they have it. They have a Wikipedia page. Uh, Young Living is a is a Lehigh, Utah based company which uses multi level marketing to sell essential oils and other related products. So it's a pyramid scheme. Involved in a pyramid scheme. Working closely. Okay, so. Working closely either means that Steven Seagal was at the top of the pyramid scheme, yeah. which judging by Steven Seagal, I, I doubt sincerely that he'd have the wherewithal to do that. Steven Seagal was clearly taken in by a pyramid scheme, yeah. lost everything. They still they still exist. It's still got a website and everything. You can still buy this Is shit. Steven Seagal still involved? Oh wow! And there's there's a product that one of the adverts on the homepage says Valor is back and stronger than ever. Oh my god! Wait, so Valor is that is that like a product they sell? Yeah, it's like Valor is back and bold as ever. It's like a, it's like a new essential oil. It's like an essential oil, one of their classic ones it's called Valor. It comes in a purple bottle with a white wow. top. Yeah. Oh, and they have a new thing. It's introducing Hydrogize. <laughs> which it this this Hydrogize thing literally looks like a bottle of lube. <laughs> like that is full on what it looked like. Nothing nothing that's not lube comes in that comes in that shape of bottle. Well, that, that's the um, incredible thing about that, though. Hydrogize, that sounds like it probably yeah. hydrates you. Yeah. yeah. Hydrogize, however, is not a word. Well, yeah. What it, in fact, means is it, uh, it enables uh, your money to be transferred up yeah. a, up a, not a pyramid, but a, a, tri- a, a, a tri- <laughs> trianguloid <laughs> structure <laughs> to some people at the top who may or may not be the people who founded this, uh, this uh, not, not a scheme, but a... Uh, More of a... System. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trianguloid system. 
<laughs> and that is what Steven Seagal does with his spare time. So, so don't trust us. Ask the star of Glimmer Man. <laughs> <laughs> you may not know this, but for 25 years, I've been involved in pyramid schemes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a new... It's like that... You, because it's the TV show... The, the Tom Segura did a bit about where Steven Seagal is a cop. <laughs> He's like goes around really, selling people pyramid schemes. Clearly it would be Pharaoh Seagal. Steven Seagal yeah. was an ancient Egyptian pharaoh who was, of course, mummified. But then he was brought yeah. back to life through modern technology and uses... And multi-level marketing. And you, but, the and wonders uses, of multi-level marketing. And uses his knowledge of Aikido and human psychology to become the world's most richest man. Most richest? The world's richest man. By engaging in uh, multi-level marketing of essential oils. Yeah, using a trianguloid system, <laughs> you, you, using which the, is not a pyramid scheme. I used the trianguloid system that was taught to me by Ra. <laughs> <laughs> it was taught to me by Hoshi Fong, the greatest master trianguloid system of all time. He actually founded Herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. I, I, Steven Seagal, really, he is the content gift that just keeps on giving. Oh, it does. It keeps on giving and finding 10 friends to join in. (laughs) I bet maybe, you know, uh, how Elon Musk recently was in the news for that, uh, and he was recently in our podcast, um, because Tesla uh, did a sexist essential oils seminar. He <laughs> must what? have been... Steven Seagal was delivering it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys work for Tesla. You want to go to Mars? Well, what are you going to need on Mars? I know what you're thinking. Food, water, no. Essential oils. And Aikido. <laughs> I've, already been, I've already been on Mars. <laughs> I fought the Martians. Like, how do you know so much about Mars? I've been dealing with Mars for 45 years. I've been looking at Mars all my life. <laughs> All of my movies, I draw heavily on my... In the Martian language, there's not an English word for it. <laughs> Why do you think they call it martial arts? <laughs> I'm an expert uh, in, the, in the ways of the Mars. All right, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>